The following is a KPB MediaWorks production. Choose your fighter. Hello, everyone. Once again, we are back for KPB Cast. This is Rodimus Prime here with another episode. Today, we have a former Evo champion, which I'm very excited about. One of the gods of Marvel's Capcom 3, straight from South America, Chile, your friend, our friend, Mr. Big Body, King Blue River, Nicholas Gonzalez. How are you doing today? Thank you, Rodimos, for having me here in the first place. Uh, doing great, thank you. Super happy for being here for the invitation. And I'm ready to talk about anything you want. Is there anything you want to talk about? We want to talk about you today. So we want to get into... Who is Nicholas Gonzalez? Let's, let's talk. Let's remove uh, gaming for a second. Let's remove your the things that you are known for. Let's talk about Nicholas the person. Who are you? What are you about? Tell me a little, a little brief life story. Uh, well, uh, my name is Nicholas Gonzalez. I'm from Santiago, Chile, South America, the world, and gaming has been pretty much my life, like for all my life um i was uh super fortunate to have been able to get into gaming at a, at a very early age with uh got a got a, an nes as a person from from my grandfather um like when i when i was five and that's how i got started into video games and i've also ha always had like a, um, a thing for for gaming and competition, so I've always been involved with that kind of stuff. Um, I played uh, chess for the school when I was in middle school. Uh, I played um, Quake and StarCraft from my high school days uh, competitively. Well, as, as much as you can call competitive back in those days and around this region, which is not much, but uh, I I played with like the intention of getting better. I had a group of friends with with who i practice regularly etc etc and i actually wasn't much into fighting games at the time because um uh back in those days i didn't have like too many i, I lived in a small town like um around 20 25 miles away from santiago which is the capital here like the big big city um so I, I didn't have like too many options to come over here um and gaming was still viewed kind of like a kind of like a weird thing you know back in like i'm talking uh like late 90s like it was still kind of like the underground thing so i didn't have too much too many people to share my interests with uh so i, I used to play mostly single player stuff uh, i play i was hardcore into rpgs that's how I actually learned most of my English uh, back in the day. It was like on SNES and PS1, I played pretty much everything that has to be played in terms of RPGs. Nice. Like, I, that's how much I was into that. And then on, on my first year of university, like in 2004, that's when I met a, the friend that got me into fighting games. And that's how I, I got started into these, like learning. I've always been a... Um, a very resourceful person, so I've always been I've always been trying to be ahead of the curve. Since I don't consider myself someone that's particularly talented, I try to 
be ahead on or in terms that where I can thrive, like uh, be ahead on information, on knowledge, on experience. And uh, even early, like early on before the, like before the Street Fighter 4 days when fighting started to become like a globalized thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people didn't care much in, especially in this region. People never really care much about like information and and like stuff like brain data and that kind of stuff. So they just played and they consider that kind of stuff like fortune cookie bullshit and they didn't care. So that's how what I used to like learn and try to gain an edge on people that were more talented, had more experience, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's one of the my uh, defining defining characteristics. Like uh, as Shortly as I like, as soon as I learned there was something as an international competition, there was something like a like a global scene for fighting. So I started getting into into shuriken.com. I started um, becoming active on the forums back in the day. Uh, some people have on on this road on this road uh, know me from before them. Some others have, I've finally gotten to meet uh, thanks to the possibilities I've I've gotten through this. And um, well, well, people over here didn't really care much about what happened outside, like in the states or or Japan. Like, but they just played it here on their own ways. I was like downloading the old Evo DVDs, watching footage for from whenever I could, and that's how I started like um, trying to find ways to improve to get better. And that's why I've done in 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 any thing I tried to get competitive on. I was always thought that uh, no matter no matter what I try ever like focus to focus on doing I should always aim to be to become the best at that even if I if like my life calling was to like become like uh, someone that cleans the streets for example mm-hmm. I have to aim to be the best at that okay. and um, it's always it's always like that in in, in the other things that I've done like the the other longest Competitive gaming person that I've I've had is uh, Magic the Gathering, which I've actually been into for even longer than I've been playing fighting games. I've been into that since '98. I actually became a judge for it like very early on, like when when the possibilities weren't really there. I had to travel to the neighboring country when it was for like for, 14 mm-hmm. to become certified as a judge, become the youngest judge for ma- the youngest certified judge. For magic in the planet, just because I wanted to have an like, since I was like really young, and most people were older than me in that into that, I was definitely like like uh, looked down by people back in the day. So if I wanted to get better, I I figured that was the best. I knew like I understand I understood the rules back in the day much better than most other players, but I didn't have the opportunity. So what I did is is to do that to have a an opportunity to always be close to the highest, strong, like the highest level players, like being able right. to watch their matches, always be there, learn from them, and that definitely that definitely helped. Um, in 2010, I had the opportunity to uh, travel. Uh, thanks to that, uh, I won a qualifier tournament here that gave me the tickets and the invitation to the to a tournament in the in the close professional circuit for magic that had happened in uh amsterdam that was that was a pretty good experience definitely so you definitely i've always been looking trying to to make something bigger out of gaming like for my life because 
because the opportunities here in this region are are incredibly limited like if you didn't have them when you were born or you didn't get lucky to get them through life it's very difficult to like change the cards that fate dealt to you right so for me gaming is the chance i'll have in life to to change the the cards that were dealt to me to make something bigger out of me to escape the, the the reality like over here in in, in latin america in general we have the we have a meme that of uh that like since life is kind of a game if you stay in latin america you it's it's that's the that's the guaranteed road to get in the bad ending okay and if you <laughs> you manage to escape from latin america it's that's the good ending that's a good ending okay I mean, that's that's kind of a, a difficult re reality to have, but I think you know that's a lot of us. You know, we don't always have the best cards that, to be dealt with, and then we just have to make the most of a situation. Um, you gave you gave me a broad spectrum of probably most of your life there. Uh, I just want so like I kind of slow it back, slow it down, and kind of bring it back a little bit. Um, let's let's go back to your beginnings. You, you know, you were gifted an NES. Uh, what was your first favorite game? Like what what? What was the first game you fell in love with? So on the NES, the first the first games I had, the games like the NES came with were uh, Super Mario One, Super mm -hmm. Mario Bros. One, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles One. That came with the system. I mean, that, oh, the, that, that's Mario, what you got. Mario came with the system, and they also got the the TNT because it, the TNT game to go along with it. Oh, nice. Like, okay, uh, all right. So, so it's like it's like. Uh, I w that's that's why I'm I'm not afraid to like take risks or like um, go through go through like difficult things. Like I'm not afraid of that because I I've been I was literally raised in the flames of hell. Like <laughs> yeah, team, you have <laughs> one is is hell. And then oh and then like a couple of years, like a year after, I will say, uh, my dad got Battletoads. Oh my god, back to back, terribly hard game. So you were. Forged in the fire, my friend. Very, very early. I I think about that game, and for those that don't know, or too young to know, or like you know, whatever the reason is, that that is a very stress-inducing, anxiety game. The first TM Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is it's, the second stage will have you take the entire console and throw it out, the, <laughs> throw it out the window. That's how crazy that game is. For, for me, it was fine. I, I actually, I actually have fun. I, I, I like challenges. I like to be, I like to feel challenged because we it brings, it, it brings, it brings the best out of me. So yeah. for me, it was super exciting. Did you beat that game as a kid? Yeah. It took me <laughs> like four years, but it did beat it. Like, I mean, I was five at the time, so yeah. it was like very. Like and then I started getting other games, but I still always have it like on the side, blah blah blah. So I always came back to it a little bit. I learned more, I learned more, and then then I was able to finish it after after a few years. Nice, nice. So you got an early like pedigree under your belt. You start off with Super Mario Bros., which is not an easy game either. You know when you're starting out, but it kind of gets you ready for the games that will come. Yeah, Battletoads. And you move on. I, I know I, I've interacted with you a couple times in the tournament, a lot of times on Facebook. I know mm -hmm. you're an avid game collector. What was like your progression in terms of like collecting systems and like after I mean, after NES? Like I know you get you said you get into RPGs. So like, what what was your first RPG? Okay, so 
Um, I think my first RPG was actually um, Dragon Warrior. So okay. basically, Dragon Quest One. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that was the first the first approach. I I think I rented it in a video club um, back in the day, and I think that was the the first RPG that uh, that I rented that I tried. Mm-hmm. But I think the first RPG the first RPG that like that made me feel wow this this story is amazing this this graphic is amazing what's going on is amazing I want more of this was um illusion of gaia on the super NES. okay all right that's a good game that's a good game and uh, that also leads to huh no that's a good game i would say um i was a big fan of enix back you know which yeah, is yeah, also no, that which also created uh uh dragon boy dragon quest so that's, that's yeah. a good game to play. um so so for example i was able to like play a bunch of games of like the 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 trilogy, yeah, like the uh, Soul Blazer later, and well, Terra Enigma, thanks to emulation, because it's a fantastic game that never got an official release in in this side of the world, only in Europe and Japan. But that also leads to my favorite all-time video games being RPGs, which are uh, Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. Those are definitely the the most the game the game the video games that I hold closest to my heart, the dearest ones to me, and also a big part of my inspiration to become kind of like an advent adventure in all this thing of of uh trying to become something on this, trying to tread uh, trying to go go through the untreaded path, uh try to reach something better for me. It's out in in, in no small part thanks to the inspiration of those games. Right, I can definitely see that. Like the inspiration of just being uh, in an RPG and traveling the world and being stronger. Like you took a real life approach to that, to your career and the things you've done in terms of gaming, uh, which I th- I think is very commendable. When I think of you, I think I think of like the Street Fighter Two map, and like you just on a plane because you've probably been to like tournaments in what five or six continents, at least five, I want to say, right? Um. For fighting games, I, um, I've been. For fighting games, I've been in most of South America, mm-hmm. in North all of North America and uh, East Asia and Southeast Asia. Okay, you never um, to Europe. Only not for fighting games. Okay, like, but you but you've gone went, traveling. I went like, for huh? But you've gone traveling for gaming, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, because of, I mean, of yeah. the magic tournament they won, that get, that got me the the ticket. Like, got you. Uh, like especially back in the day, like win, winning something was the only chance I would have to go out there because of because of uh, how expensive it is for us. Like, with there's no money in this region really. So, and so, uh, for me, it's like not feasible to like just get the money and right travel somewhere like go to a mayor or whatever and then come back that's also the reason why whenever whenever you saw me around in the states i had to be around for the for as long as i could i say legally as i uh, as long as i could uh, right. like tie to my to the legal possibilities and the resources i had because right. it was so visa... hard for me to because it was so hard for me to get the opportunity to be out there that basically right. whenever I got the opportunity, I had to make the most. I had to make the most out of it. Right. You probably would just come here and you just probably do a circuit, 
of like events because you know at, at full strength the FGC here in the states you have pretty much a major just about every month uh give or take maybe one or two months out the year so I'm sure you probably you would come for probably months at a time and probably do like what we call a circuit which is go from each event to each event in between yes. you know uh, uh, as as much as your resources would allow you to that's what I'm thinking basically all right okay that's that's so that's so awesome like so you're you're you uh you we like to title our our podcasts and i know we had a name already but i think this could be you could be the legit world warrior this could be the legit world warrior podcast like i think that would be a, a fitting name we'll, we'll when this gets broadcasted we'll, we'll have a name by then but i okay. I, I, I i i'm putting world warrior in the bag to name because that's definitely i mean i just see you as a I mean, reu duffel bag on the road, you know, defeating everyone. Pretty much, pretty much. It's just, it's just that um, a lot of people get to, a lot of people get to travel a lot or even more. But I don't think anyone in anyone known in the FGC has done it like, um, like with so little to start with, as as I've done. Like, like ninety nine percent of uh, of like every opportunity I get to travel is either a tournament I win that gives me a ticket. Or an invitation I get, either by tournament organizers or friends that are that know what I'm doing and 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 want to support me in one way or another. That's that's the only way because, like I say, like I mentioned over here, it's, it's not it's not really an option. Like for example, even the even the video game star I had was like not really, um, you like like ourselves like my um. In my case, uh, uh, I was fortunate that my parents were doing decently, but I still uh, like something like a video game console and games were like super, super expensive, even more back in the day over here because it was even more expensive to import and all that stuff. Mm. But um, like fortunately for me, but unfortunately for many other people, so this is something I've spoken about in in like in like conversations in Spanish, but in English, I don't think I've ever mentioned it, but. Apparently, from what I heard, my grandfather was actually like, um, like, I don't. Know, it was he was like kind of like a big, uh, uh, like kind of like a big in a in a in a in a drug traffic cartel. Okay. <laughs> so that's why, <laughs> like, but he was like, he was nowhere to be seen. I think he was living in Brazil at the time. He was like kind of hidden, so he would like show up over here like once a year and he was like okay so what what does and and that year he was like okay what what does the kid want like okay that okay well i'm I'm gonna get you to him and that's how that's how i got i got the nes for example that's very interesting personal to share that's interesting um uh so i guess that's how you you were able to enjoy some things uh i was i was i was kind of lucky over there not Mm. not not too proud of that but hey it's it's just how it went this how it went. And, so, you know, I, so I, from I, what you asked, yes. Oh, so no, no, from no, what no. you asked before, like in terms of progression, I went uh, NES, SNES, Game Boy, um, I got, I got a sixty-four for Christmas. The the year it came, I actually have pictures somewhere around. Mm-hmm. That is like uh. Like, 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 like real, 
Nintendo 64Q. <laughs> I, I need that. I, I had that on that on hand because um, I was working on a project here, and they asked me for for just for like old gaming pictures of mine. Okay. Like, like when I got stuff for Christmas and stuff. But uh, I ended. I I realized the game the, the games pretty much sucked. Fortunately, I have, uh, like I said, I'm always being really resourceful. So I have um, friends that have like different kinds of like video game rental businesses or work at like video game stores. Mm. So I was able to like just trade in, trade in, trade out games or like like just borrow the games they had on rental. Okay. So that's how that's one of the big reasons I was able to play through a lot because I didn't have to buy the games. Okay. Interesting. And at the time, I had the friend I had that worked at a video game shop. He told me like how the the 64 wasn't like to be like like Nintendo very, had a very strong market presence in this region in mm -hmm. particular like in 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 Latin America except for Brazil except for Brazil and Argentina it was like all Nintendo yeah and then this friend told me there's this new thing coming out it's the Sony PlayStation I was like oh, that sounds interesting. Then I saw in a in a like in in the Latin American version of the Nintendo Power magazine, mm. they that they were doing coverage of uh, I think it was a Tokyo Game Show, and they were mentioning that yeah um, uh, uh, Square was gonna uh, stop working with Nintendo and they they were gonna start working with PlayStation with Sony because they because of the larger uh capability of the disc format versus the right. the cartridge format. The cartridge, yes. And that's when I decide, okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the make the switch. So I went to my friend and because uh still Nintendo was like the super popular thing, uh he offered me to trade uh, like straight up uh my my sixty four for a for a PS one. Hmm. And then and then uh when I went to the store that day I saw the intro of uh of uh, Mega Man 8 in Japanese, Rockman 8. Yes. And I was like, why? What? what? Is this like... a game? <laughs> yeah. Is this a game? It was like all anime, right? Yeah, like like anime like yeah. feel and everything. Yeah, it was like with, with the video. No, this is not. This is not a game. You you got to fucking kill me. And then I saw it. This looks beautiful. Why am I? Why am I? Why? Why? What have we? What have I been doing? Probably I had like the 64 for only like two or three months, so it wasn't like too much. I mean, I only got to play two games there, like Mario 64 and Wave Race 64. Mm -hmm. You and... know, I, I, I'm sure you know about this, and in case you, you didn't. But that that that's I always think about this. It's a moment in gaming history, right? Because Nintendo, oh, Sony, when it was Philips, had approached Nintendo to do a, a CD version of the system, and Nintendo turned it down. So then Philips would then approach Sony that was a PlayStation. And and I always think about how much the gaming industry would be different if Nintendo oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. had went with what Philips offered and did a CD system. You know, I think about that all the time. Like that was like such a pivotal moment. And while Nintendo survived, they they created their own niche market with the Wii and now the Switch. You know, I always think about how different the gaming world would have been if they were the Sony PlayStation instead. And th there must be like a parallel dimension where yeah. where Nintendo decided to go through it. It's like, yeah, they, they're probably Nintendo... ruining the world right now. They're probably bigger than Amazon <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll doubt it. <laughs> Nintendo smartphones uh... and stuff. And... 
also there's there's a thing that like in this region as you as you know pir piracy is rampant so yes uh pretty much every shop offer you to like like um like pretty much every shop but they uh, offer the uh, sold the like the the ps1 already model okay like straight up to to play to play burn games okay right yes. so that's also how i got to play like most of the ps1 library just playing burn games and i eventually started learning how to do it myself and using the like the the cd burner at at, the, at school to mm -hmm. to start making making my own that's and that's how i like started getting to play more and more things then i got um then i got a ps2 um then a um then a psp uh which remains one remains definitely one like one of my like my third favorite console behind like the snes and ps1 i would have to say the psp is my third favorite console mm -hmm. it's like it was just so far ahead of its time so so like so many good games some like so many things you will have never expected to see in a portable device um then um uh, the time for for the launch of Street Fighter 4 came, and over here everyone was getting PS PS3 because this was before uh, people understood that most fighting games run better on on Xbox 360, right? Right. Yes. So on the on the on the like like on the first uh, like initially on the on on that generation everyone was on PS3, including uh, including tournaments in the states. Yeah. So. I also got a PS3. I had just returned from the from the tournament in uh, from the Magic tournament in Europe. So shortly after that, the um, the modding got announced for PS3, so you can like just load games up and and run them using right. a USB dongle to bypass security. So that's when I got a PS3, and basically that PS3 I got it by I traded cards for the PSP. Oh, nice. I mean, for the PS3, so that's how cards... I was able to get into the into the generation. What was it? Was the cards difficult to part with, or it was worth it? No, no, no. I like I don't. I've never really had uh like like too many resources for me, so mm -hmm. I never had like any kind of collector spirit. To be fairly honest, like anything, anything that um, anything that um that I get, like, for me, is potentially resellable, unless it's something that I was given to, like, by a friend or something like that. Like, anything else that I get is, I can, like, if someone offers me money for it, I'll, I'll resell it, because it's better right. to have that on hand than, like, let's just uh, let, it, let it be just standing over there. Like, like for at least for me, like, for right. example, a lot of people criticize me for uh, for, like, going to japan and winning and buying a lot of uh a lot of retro games and anime figures and stuff with with uh part of my of my evil price money but was what that was only people from like north america criticizing and what, right, those, what those people didn't know is that over here in, in in south america back like back at the time those things were near impossible to find Right. So all those things come at, like fetch a high premium mm. on that. 
So you made an so investment everything, and, and got a good return. Huh? I'm pretty, so you made an investment and got a good return. I'm, I'm sure. Basically, that's that's why that's why I always do. Whenever I uh, whenever I get to travel, I try to uh, use any money I have I have to spare to just buy things I I, I know I can't resell over here. Yeah, of course. You're it's not really. Huh? You're a businessman. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's I mean, how... it's 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 what I have to do to to survive in and to be able to keep doing this because so right. far I haven't been able to to get like the opportunities that you see available for people in, in developed regions for for esports right. and especially for fighting games. Mm, of course, like for in my in my case, my my goal after all this is to get out of here, get leave this cursed place and fight and. Uh, and be able to move to a place for a bit uh, with a better future for me. Right. Ideal, ideally, Japan, of course. That's a that's a goal. That's the final goal. That should be, yeah, that should be a great goal. I mean, a lot of players do it. I know um, here in the states. Uh, I'm you know we're from New York. I'm from New York, and while New York in itself is a strong region when it comes to the U.S. and even the world, uh, a lot of players from New York and even the East Coast in general made their point to move to the West. Uh, the West is just a, a, a stronger, generally stronger region with more opportunities um, and more and more visibility. So that's, that's there's always there's always a good thing to put yourself in a position physically to get the best out of your situation. No, definitely, and but it's it's something more extreme in my case because uh, people like the the possibility of like being out there and seeing the world. Because let me tell you this, like like chile and this region is like vastly different like it's 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 way more different from like from here compared to like the states or canada or japan than it is like from one coast to the other like for example like if you in the states like if you want to move from one coast to the other yeah it comes with a like it's a large investment it, it, and and it's a risk but you can do it if you if you want to take the shot right over here i can't I can't go. I can't just move to the states, or just move to Canada, or just move to Japan, or right. just move to Europe. It's, There's a lot more involved. That's yes. not a thing. Right. That's not a thing. It's not possible. I mean, it's not even the problem. Is not even money. It's it's legal. Of course, if you have like a ton of money, you can kind of Make buy your yes. your way in. Buy way in, but it's a lot. That's of definitely far from being my case. So a lot of bureaucracy and just to be able to do that. I totally understand. And. And also, also like even from Japan, like for for people, like a lot of people in the states have asked me, why don't you just move? Why don't you just go like do like the the classic that uh, most people, uh, most people that uh, from the states that want to move into Japan do as like the entry point, which mm -hmm. is go teaching English. That's not an opportunity for me. That's not that's not a, that's not a possibility for me because uh, it's not available for me because. Why in in Japan they don't want some from someone from Latin America teaching right. English? They want some from someone from the U.S. Mm. and uh, they want a native speaker. Even if I if I even if I have like certifications or like like uh, high scores in in tests of English proficiency stuff like that, they don't want that. They would just want a native speaker. It's the right. same with and even with Spanish, it's the same. They they rather have someone from Spain. Than mm. someone from Latin America. Latin America. So, in 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 every kind of in every kind of thing, people from here are looked down upon. Even in competitive fighting games, like uh, we're looked down as scrubs or as uh, people that don't know what they're doing, as like unga bunga stuff right. like that. 
Meanwhile, like for people from uh, East Asia, like Japan, Korea, China, whenever they show up in a, at an American tournament, they people give them the, the red carpet treatment. Right. And if if Daigo Tsukido do wake up the P, wake up super. <laughs> It's like, oh, these guys are geniuses. Yeah, they're really, guys, like they if were, you do it, you're mashing and you don't know what you're doing. They had, and they, had they had, they had, they had the read, like they, they knew, like they still, like they had the read from like the beginning. Right. Yeah. They read if, you. If I do that, or Menardi does that, or Brolinho does that, oh, this guy's a scrub. This guy's a random scrub. Yeah. Oh my god. This how? Why will this guy do that? This this guy is crazy. Right. If Kioma wins, he's a nut. You know, stuff like that. It's, I don't know. It's 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 not fair. It's not fair, and it's it's something that you we deal with as people, even in regular society, where like you're treated a certain way, you're expected to be a certain way, and if like you, I know, I know, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, and you yeah. you felt it, and you had to deal with it in some sort of way. Of course, so yes. obviously, yes, it's, it's it's definitely not not fun. So I I definitely understand your position, and and I respect it i respect your motivation to still want to do this still want to put yourself in the best position to continue to have the career you want to have and i wish you all the success i hope that it comes true for you uh thank you thank you i want to get a little lighthearted subject and talk about your t-shirt talk about that uh, little machine in the back there um what's that about Okay, SNK so, guy, so, uh, because 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 we people are gonna watch this, and they most people know you for Marvel in the states, right? Uh, even though I I've known I've seen and watched you in person, take a lot of names and numbers in KOF. So tell me about SNK for you, because also I have a friend at SNK. Uh, his name is Lauren, and we've talked about you plenty of times. He's a big fan of you. He's a big fan of you. Uh, Lauren's, outside... Lauren's the best. Yes, I love big... Lauren. <laughs> he's a big I fan. He he loves to watch your matches. Uh, so I want to give him a shout out because he's helped us too. Thank you so much, Lauren. Uh, he... I, I, I'm going to make sure he watches this. That he he can see this. I, I love Lauren. He's, yes, he's so... he's a great guy. He's a great friend. Uh, one of one of my friends in Japan. Yes. Like one of the people. Lauren, if you're watching, guys, I, like... I hope you're doing well. I hope you're okay. Um, and uh, yeah, he talks about. Two people, it's the two people he talked about, which is someone else that, that you've played before. I know he talks about you, Mo, and he talks about Scamby. So, mm. those are his two favorite players to watch, he says. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, but, but, but for SNK purposes, tell me, tell me about your feelings on SNK and, and where, where, where have you gone in that journey? So, I, um, because of different circumstances, I've been able to uh help um snk with different things uh especially lately with uh with the samurai show neo geo collection mm -hmm. uh i was able to be uh to be there to help with like some some things with uh localization like with the spanish localization mm -hmm. uh beta testing the online and uh and a, and a bunch of other things. I just happened to be on the on the right place on the right time, and like they 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 needed they had some problems. They need some things some things done, and it just happened to be like the right person. And I just happened to be in Japan to help. 
So, uh, fortunately, that uh, that went super well. I, I've been, I've had a like a good connection with them for a long time. Uh, they they know I'm close to to SNK community, also here. Uh, that's that's why I have like a lot of people don't know, but I actually like as you've seen live, I've I've even won mayors, and you've been there. You, you've hmm. been there. Recording that, yes. will make yourself uh, for for KOF games in in the in in the states. Yes. Of course, I'm not like a renowned player like like the like the big ones. But the thing is that that um, the fact that I I come from a strong region in KOF, um, like I've been able to to even learn things from Mysterio directly who happens to be uh, for me oh one of the top, <laughs> top three like top three players in like one of the KOF 13 gods oh my god I was like just if watching if, if, I was like go ahead if, if people consider me a Marvel god then I think Mysterio is one of the one of the KOF uh, 13 gods even for though sure. he didn't got he didn't get to win Evo per se I feel he um, by uh, he won a ton of mayors and by winning uh, the the big Korean tournament that was held in in 2015. I think he cemented his position as like one of the strongest because that that tournament was probably the most stacked KOF tournament in history. Yes, the tournament yes. he won, and he was able to at his peak he was beating. Tokido, Shaohai consistently, and basically after that, like, like you, they have to put put respect in his name. Yes, put some uh, respect on his name. and 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 also, also I got to like I'm I happen to be close to uh, two of the biggest scientists for for K for KOF over here, which are Tortita and Guts. Who used okay. to put out a lot, a lot, a lot of tech for KOF, especially even like on the 13 days, a yes. lot of tech. So I learned a lot from them, and that allowed me to, without being like a dedicated KOF player, I was able to uh, get to a level where, where even though I, over here I was what, like one of the weakest players, right? Or like when it, whenever I went to the states, I was able to. Uh, oh yeah, you're pretty formidable like, in the states. Put, put, a, put a good, sh put out a good show, you know. Yes, yes, and especially, especially like, like the 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 other thing that I had is on on my side is that I also played a character that was underplayed and that no one like really considered a, like a big threat, and I was able to do good things with him, which was Raiden. Raiden, yes. So, so that allowed to also bring a lot of hype and all and all that kind of stuff. So that definitely helped uh, to um, to get SNK's attention. Uh, the big, the first big, like close, um, close approach we had was in 2017 when they invited me for the for the KOF 14 World Championship. Mm, yes, because uh, because I like the thing is that I was like the strongest. I was not only not just like like not very well known for a um, like for KOF, but I'm super well known in this region. Yes. And I'm well known for Marvel in a different region, so it was also an approach of like having someone that had good reach in this region, right? And and people and had people that play our games. It's kind of like when you have like kind of like a guest character, 
mm. in a fighting game and you you're like what why will they put this character like why will they put someone like negan in tekken 7 <laughs> right yes but of course that, that's like a very sound business decision because yes, you is. get to people that otherwise will have never gotten into the game with that exactly, and this yes. was a similar thing it's like it's like to reach an audience that you won't otherwise reach because in latin america sadly there is no i would say there's no other player that has like a strong social media presence either right. probably just mena and, and like he's uh his other like VR friends because yes. they're close to the states, but like for Latin America overall, I don't think any any other player, any of the any other FTC player has like as big of a social media presence as I do. I mean, I work a lot on that because I've learned that that definitely helps. So having given that opportunity, I also help SNK to manage um, uh, the other like the other Latin America players that were uh, that got. That won that won tickets to go to a tournament. They won uh, qualifier tournaments, mm -hmm. but because of different different countries have like different visa issues, and SNK wasn't close, to, wasn't like too knowledgeable on how, how to handle those because it's like this kind how this region works is like kind of mysterious for like people outside of here. So I, right. uh, that's how when when I stepped in, I was like, okay, I got this. Let me let, I'll help you with this. Let me handle it, and gotcha. it all went super well. I also like this translator for them so uh that put me on like a good position with them i started doing more and more things with them and hopefully that's uh that can lead to that's one of the big uh opportunities i've had like now i have my name on the credits of an snk game and for me there's i don't think there's too many like things that can be like a bigger honor for you for you as a gamer as oh, a really, fighting yes. game player to have to have the credit on 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 the games on, on like on, on a game that that means something really big to you like for example i really really love the sam show series mm -hmm. like this is well this is actually a, a how much like how yes. is for sure but like for me it's like like i, I really i really like uh Jamie's culture and like um and and especially like like uh well beyond like not just like anime and all the stuff but also like um like a lot of the of like the period era like the period era movies like like samurai movies and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and and that's me from a really long time so some show for example is like really really meaningful to me it's a series i've enjoyed like it's very mystical to me it has a lot of mysticism yes so and and I and I love playing, especially back in the day. I love playing the um, yeah, Sam Show Four, which is really popular. It's super broken and also really popular. Like it's probably it was probably the most popular in this region back in the day, mm. because of how I don't know if you know this, but Latin Americans have a penchant for like playing cheap broken stuff. Broken games yes. in games. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching. Right. I was gonna say um, I, I just saw Mysterio play the other day. Uh, also on Facebook, and there was a match. It was a uh, I forget what they're called, uh, something arcade, but they had like a uh, first to ten. I think it was him versus uh, Violent Kane, and uh, he, he he like Mysterio is basically winning the sets, but then like every time he lost, it was mainly because of Iori record loops, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so cheap. Like you sit there, and it's like, ah, 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 yeah, and like Mysterio, Mysterio is a, is a special, um. 
Mysteriosa is a special special guy. Super good guy, like one of yes. the best people I know, and super gifted too. Yeah, the first time I, I saw him, I saw him, I think we did a big, first time I saw him in person. Oh, probably, I probably, I heard of him, but first time I saw him in person was uh, in, I think it was, uh, I think it was a winter brawl in the States one year. where We had a big pot and a lot of Latin America came up and it was like the top, not even the top. It was, it was a pack, it was a stacked tournament, but the top 16, I believe was mostly Latin American players. Like our best players did not even make top sixteen. That's how strong the tournament was. And yeah, I, it's super sick. I think that was a period where Mister was uh, actually living in the states, so mm -hmm. so he was trying to go to as many as many events as possible. So yeah, and, and was, like make a big name for himself. I was just looking at the skill gap, you know, and you know, not not to knock our players. Like um, we 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 just did a a a podcast with uh, Curtis from DCB. I don't know if you know, if you know Curtis of, of Dynamic Custom yeah, of course. and uh, how much he makes fun of how Americans lose and stuff like that. Of course, and, of course and, that. I, 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 I being on the on the receiving side of Curtis love too. Of course, yeah, <laughs> especially I, with Marvel. I, I, I actually, I actually, I actually told him multiple times, don't get a Chilean flag because I don't play representing country. Okay, I play, I play for me and for my and for the people that have always been like at my side, not not for a country thing. So I got you. like. Like get it, get like if you want like for me try to get like a Shadowloo, yeah, <laughs> Shadowloo flag, flag. Okay, or maybe or like, like a... you you UN flag something like that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's awesome. But like uh, yeah, man, you, you know we we talk about how much like you know we're almost there and then we're free to, internationally, and um, yeah, that was just a big eye opener. The skill gap and I, I like I always knew Latin America was strong in KOF games, but seeing it in person and seeing like the skill it was, it was just so amazing to me and the mysterio obviously he wins that tournament now I, I was just like wow what one of my uh personal dreams uh i think steve agrees with me is that we want to go to like a latin america area and just play kof with that community for like a week maybe even a month if possible like we just want to travel i mean feel free i mean over here feel free to come over you know i got i got if i'm around i got you and even if i'm not around i'll make sure that if you come here you're taken care of 100 percent. this is yeah. the least i can do whenever when like people like not many people know this but whenever whenever someone fgc comes here i make sure that person gets taken care of 100 percent. even either like by myself directly or make sure or people treat treat this person like the best way they can because so many people have helped me like without having to mm -hmm. on on these travels and have made the opportunities that I had possible for me that the least I can do I feel is to is to pay it forward so no my and and it's not just like like esports big players because uh, we've had the fortune to have like different uh, well known uh, FGC figures not just players. Um, so like from the known ones over here in Chile, uh, I think we've had um, Justin, mm -hmm. Justin Tokido, um, Kavrad, um, Justin Tokido, Kavrad, Mike Ross, uh, James Chen, and a couple of Street Fighter players, but but like more like American American not like American players, but I can't mm -hmm. remember. Who was it like during that time? But besides, like besides them, of, um, 
there's also like random FGC people that have come here like that I don't even know from different parts of the world and I've had them like even in my house like like no worries like uh for for the Chilean major tournament one year there was a Japanese player that wanted to come it wasn't like a top Japanese player or anything it's just someone that liked to travel and go different tournaments around the world it's like no worries you can come here stay with me no problem I've had like for a major I had like I don't know like seven Brazilian players here in my house um I had players from different countries like whenever they come to tournaments like I try to to help us many people as possible and not even when i'm here but when i'm whenever if if someone is in need and i can help then i'll definitely i always will help the person like whenever there's someone like in need because i've been in that place too so like it's just i'm just paying it forward i've had uh, friends from uk uh us latin america so yeah, basically. So if you if you want to show up over here, just let me know, and you know you know it. I, I got you. Well, Steve, you're we there, actually right? have like a super. We actually have like a super super nice arcade over here. Um, so over here we have. Like, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Forward. I'm sorry to cut you off. This is. What, I'm sorry to cut you off. Please tell me about your arcade scene, and and this and so, tell me how you you got into it. Over here we have two core FGC venues. We have, um, Dream Match. Aptly named, of course. <laughs> Fitting, yes. Dream Match is a Dream Match is a um, like co mostly console-based venue. Mm -hmm. Um, like when one of these places where you where you pay like per day, per hour to play on 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 one of the consoles. Mm -hmm. But this place is owned by two guys that are like super OG QF players. So yeah. also besides all the consoles, they, there's this there's like a uh, like two or three candy arcade setups. Mm -hmm. And then there's also these two legendary, huge, like, wooden cabinets, like, old style, that most of the time they have KOF 98 and KOF 2002. Oh, man. Dream. And that's like where dream. the local players show up and play. And, um, like, even sometimes on Friday, on Friday nights, they used to, like, lock down the play, like, on night, do all nighters and look down the place. They have a small balcony and like do like a small bar barbecue on the balcony. Oh man! And then grab some beers, some some drinks, stuff like that, and just play all night, stuff that like sounds that. Sounds like a great time. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely a great place. And they also have like some more stuff like computers for people that want to I don't know play stuff that that's more available like on emulators and stuff or. Mm. Um, they also have like a big setup for stream with like a big, like a head to head, head to head setup with like a big screen on top so people can watch. Like that's for like tournaments and stuff. Nice. It's pretty cool. It's a it's a good place. And the, the owners are like like I say are two OG KOF players. So they have KOF on the on their blog. They have classic games also like retro arcade. So it's not just about fighting games for them. It's also like try to keep the arcade culture alive too. So that's why they also have arcades over there. Um, of course, um, of course, they they're not like too business savvy in ter in terms of like decisions, but they have the best intentions in mind, and we try to help them like in any way possible. We're uh, doing like monthly fundraisers to keep the the place up, yeah. so there's a place to go back after this is all this is all done. They just started reopening recently, but it's been pretty slow for obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, it's a place, it's a place that I feel people don't appreciate enough over here. Um, 
because uh, I don't feel people remember why it was to not have a place like that, a place where just everyone can gather, like everyone, no matter which game to play, you play like that's the place. Even if you play like, no matter if you play KOF, um, Street Fighter, Tekken, Poverty, whatever. <laughs> if you play Multi, we have uh, there's Multi. If you play um, Aquapazza, if you play whatever you want to play, really, or that's the place. Uh, the, the big cabinets they had over there were actually the the last relic from uh, a, a small arcade that's that was actually near near my place. Like it was like five six blocks blocks away walking. Mm-hmm. Um, that place was like the KOF headquarters. It was like just a small running like a small place like not too wide, and it's just arcade cabinets like KOF games. And they had every single KOF game in there. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um and 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 then you have you have all those people, like all the KOF players over there. The other big arcade place over here, like the other FGC core place here, is an arcade uh bona fide arcade. It's called uh Diana Inter- um Diana Entertainment. And I, I'm not afraid to say might be I'm not, I don't know if it's the largest, but it's the most well-stocked arcade probably in Latin America. I don't think I've heard any or any arcade have like such a wide array of different games as this one in all of Latin America. And for fighting games, they have a, like a special section dedicated to fighting games that has pretty much every fighting game conceived like that, like that had some renown at one point that that gets played so they have um street fire they have street fire 2 champion edition which is still played here for some reason they have super turbo they have uh marvel one marvel two mk1 mk2 mk3 uh they have taken tag one a they have like a taken six cabinet i think uh they have tvc um they have uh they have a vampire savior. They have oh, uh, they have everything really. I, I mean, I know where I'm going. And then fact. they have, and then and then they have a, they have like another area with like retro arcade, retro arcades like super old even mechanical cabinets like super old style. They have like this super old racing game that like back in the '90s it was everywhere. In, like any this arcade had this small racing game and and now it's like nowhere to be found. Um, they have an area for dance and beat, dance and rhythm games, which were yes. super, super popular, um, like in, like around between, like in the in the early two thousands, <laughs> super, super popular over here. Especially Pump It Up, Pump It Up, like was gigantic in not only here but all across Latin America, and they still like keep getting the the new the the newest cabinets, like they, they keep having the like the new, the newest upgrades. Mm. Um, then they have a well they have the like one of the latest ddr games uh, a bunch of rhythm games bit many machines or stuff um then they have like more like the uh like a bunch a lot of pinballs too mm-hmm. which are kind of like highly regarded by like old school people here in terms of case like pinballs were were like super big for for old school people. Even my, even my mom was like super big into into pinballs. She was like really 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 good. Um, 
what else do we have? The rest are like more kind of like amusement type, like the, the cabs that you will find in in like um like any kind of like arcade that's attached to like an esports center or like a barcade. Okay. Or like a regular kind of like amusement center over there in the states, like uh, like a Dave and like, Buster's here, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Kind of like yeah, 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 like uh, like like a lot of like this rail shooter games and Mario Kart and Daytona mm. and like this, uh, the kind of stuff. But it's like super, super well stuff. Like you, you, like especially on the fighting on the fighting game area, I, I'm sure you will be amazed at like the amount of stuff they have. I'm impressed already so from the, what you tell me. It's, it's, so uh, that's basically that's basically um, like arcade, arcade stuff over there. There's like a couple of things, smaller places here and there, but like that's the that's like those are like the places that have like big uh, arcade arcade stuff. Like there's a there's a supermarket uh, like two blocks away from me that has like a uh, food court with a lot of arcades that were from an arcade that I had like around the just around the corner that closed down. The the owner sold sold the the building, but he moved the arcade the arcade machines to 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 a supermarket. There's not like there's not much anymore, but they, they used to have like a bunch of interesting stuff. They have like like they had a they had a three S cab, and it's not a three S cab is not something that you find like just around the corner, you know? Right. Um, they had 3S cab, uh, UNK3, uh, Tekken Tag 1, a bunch of other things. It's like, it was cool, cool stuff. Yeah, CVS3, I'm sorry, um, 3S cabs, uh, CPS3 cabins, uh, were very expensive, very hard to find. So, yeah, they have quite the collection there. I'm very interested. Hopefully, one day I get to come down there and, and be able to check this stuff out. Of course, um, you know, I got, you got, uh, we, we, the, we will the, talk. The whole <laughs> tour, you know it. Yes, definitely. Um, so you're, you're a gamer. We've established that clearly. You're, you're a gamer. You're, you're a traveling gamer well before the FGC. When do you start making your FGC footprints? When, when do you start making appearances? First of all, what, what's the game? What is the game that, attracts you initially into the FGC itself? Uh, CS2 and 3S. Uh, CS2 is actually the fighting game that's closest to my heart. My favorite oh. fighting game. Okay. Even more than Marvel 3 and all that stuff. I don't really like Marvel 3 too. Like, well, I, I, really, I like Marvel 3, but what I really, really like of Marvel 3 is Marvel 3 training mode. Okay. <laughs> You like to just do whatever and so, like. So that's that's why whenever I play, I try to make it. Uh, I try to make it look like I'm playing on training mode. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> interesting. I've never heard that. I've never heard anyone say they love. I mean, we know that training mode is necessary to become a great, a great competitor. But I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they love training mode. That's very interesting. It's just like, uh, like, like you mentioned earlier, earlier on. I like to be challenged, and Marvel Three has like. So many things, so many interactions, so many. It's, it's, that's the actual Marvel Three is the actual sandbox game. Don't come at me with like that bullshit that people are saying to to promote Marvel Infinite. Marvel Three is a true sandbox game. You can, if you put enough time, you can. And as proven as for as proven by many many players in the history of the game, as long as you're willing to put on the time, you can make um pretty much any combination work. 
Yes, and we, you are definitely a prime example of that. Um, what gets you into this uh, this big body strategy that has taken you to the heights of being a, a moral so, competitor? So initially, um, because of like personal preferences, I always like characters that are like not like really powerful, like mm -hmm. uh, on their own. It's just like someone like trying with their with their own brute strength, with their fists, mm -hmm. trying to make a difference in a place filled with people with like psychic powers, plasma yeah. chuckers, and, and stuff like that. Speed and <laughs> vanishing, yeah. teleporting. So, so that's why that's why I love Hagar. Okay. Hagar Hagar is my Hagar is my favorite character in the team for sure. Okay. And when when they announced the game initially, when they announced the roster, I knew I wanted to play Hagar. Like like just the concept of what Hagar. What Hagar is, what Hagar does, and what and all that stuff, for me is it's very close to me. That's why I also play uh, play boxer in a lot of uh, in a lot of his incarnations. Yes, I remember um, um, in Super Street Fighter Turbo a long time ago. This is when I think this is long before people were becoming like grandmasters and stuff like that. Uh, I forget what magazine it was. I think it was in the states. We had a magazine called Electronic Gaming Monthly. And uh, mm -hmm. and one EGM, of the yeah. EGM yes, and uh, and one of the one of the one of the issues they had a, a, a tier list, but not of who's the best. They did they did do a tier list later on, but they had a tier list of um, who had who was the strongest, and you know me as a player growing up without even thinking about it, I would normally had assumed it was uh, Zangief, and they had Boxer at number one. Uh, his 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 attack power was the biggest, and of course it makes sense, you know, mechanically, and because of his character that why he would be he's a boxer, very hard hitting, big guy, muscular. So yeah, I definitely get why you would like those characters. You like those hard hitting, make a difference characters. It's That's it's a, it's because I it's because it's this, I feel whenever I go up there, I feel the same. It's like I'm I'm just a guy trying to. Make, trying to do what I can with the limited tools and resources I got against people that have had pretty much everything given in life, have access to all the resources, all the options, uh, all the support, other players that are, have on the, the same mindset, which is also something that people don't consider that I don't have over here. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why I feel affinity with those characters, because I feel they represent what i mean what i have been through on on my on my fgc path so and i also i also really like wrestling type characters i think they're really high like that's why i also really like raiden that's why i also really like king and armor king in tekken etc mm -hmm, it's not just yes. the graphs it's just like the, it's it's is a is a wrestling hype the rest you know? so mm -hmm. I knew I, wa I knew I wanted to play Hagar. Uh, Sentinel, Marvel 2 was a game that never really picked up over here. Mm -hmm. It gets played a, a lot in like Mexico and Peru, but over here, it, it had like a super small community. It was never like in tournaments and stuff. It was only played like a, a couple of arcades and that's it. But I love watching it. And and I love watching, especially Sentinel and Marvel too. It was like it's like magic, or like especially watching, for example, Sam Force Sentinel for me it was like, oh my god, this guy, this is nuts. So when I when they announced Sentinel, I was like, 
okay, I want to play Sentinel. I want to do Marvel Two like stuff. Like people talk about like like his Sentinel. I want people to talk about my Sentinel Marvel Three. Okay, you want to have uh, your own trademark Sentinel. Yeah, but and then I was like, okay, I have these two characters. Mm-hmm. Who else do I play? When they get lunch on like day one, I tried the characters and I I was like, for us for for almost like his history could have been di- completely different because I almost thought about playing zero on like as the third character. Okay, which would like, have been a terrible cheap. choice. Yes, but uh, the thing is that with Hulk, I don't really like Hulk. But on a on a more critical assessment, um, I feel I felt going like with a full power team uh, suited my personal skill. Like it will be a team that will help uh, suit my personal abilities as a player better. Like um, I don't have good reactions, I don't have good execution, but uh, I have good I have good reads. I consider myself having good reads, and I'm I'm willing to put a, to put on the the lab work. And at the point, people were not were not doing one touch kills at all in Marvel, unless you had like a ton of meter to spare. So for me, it was like, okay, it's gonna be difficult for me to catch the people. It's gonna get difficult for me to get the hit, but as opposed to everyone else, when I get the hit, I'm gonna make it count. Yes, and that's why I went with that team. And I almost quit. I almost quit Marvel Three when the DHC glitch got discovered mm, because. Okay. Uh, because that meant everyone had like the same opportunity, the same access to damage that I had without having to pay the price for it. Right, right. Because you had your your whole team composition had the difficulty of getting in, um, and which is something that over the years I've watched and understand anyone who's followed you or plays Marvel or knows Marvel understood that of your team composition. So as long as they were to keep you out, they had a chance against you, and. Yeah, you're right. I would I would feel the same way. If not, everyone had the same opportunity that you have, except now you your situation, you're still struggling because they have an easier time through the neutral and getting in. Why am I playing? So so, so what did you do? What, what what was the next evolution for you to make this thing work? Um to be fairly honest, I just enjoyed the game enough to say Okay, that's fine. I'll keep. I'll, I'll keep going. No, so, no. so, so you, it's okay. so you definitely, if, if you know, and you know, this is totally out of respect. You definitely gave yourself a handicap. You said, "Hell with it. I like this game. I'm still gonna push through. I'm gonna do I what mean, I can." I, I, I mean, at the time, at the time, like during Vanilla, I wasn't like, I, I was playing a lot, but I wasn't like hoping to make it my 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 main game at that point in time, like on. On Vanilla and Super Street Fighter 4, I had a really, really good um, training group. Like mm-hmm. with people, I, um, we had a group that was like made by uh, two brothers that I knew from I knew from a long time uh, from Magic because they were like one of when they started playing Magic, they were like two of the strongest players already. And I'm talking about like year 98, 99. And then in 2009, we like 2009, 2010, we're reconnected together because of, of Street Fighter 4. And they have like a really good analytic mindset. They have like a really good mindset about competition. They have a lot, also, also a lot of competitive experience. They also, besides Magic, like like I did, they also played 
many different games to get, uh, together. Like they were a lot into the arcade scene too, which is something I wasn't too much into, into about back in the day. Um, and they also played a lot of poker competitively back in the days where you could play poker online, like grind poker online and stuff like that. So they have all this competition mindset uh, and like theory that I really enjoy talking about and and reading about and, and learning more about like like the the things that that go through the mind of a competitor to like try to improve. So in at that moment, like my competitive focus was Street Fighter Four. Right, but then um, I started realizing that I started getting better, started uh, doing more things. People were just kind of like stuck doing the same things. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe I can like do something more on this. So I started putting more time, more time into Marvel, and then Ultimate came, and I was like, oh, okay, that's good. They took out this stuff. Like now I can now I can breathe. <laughs> so you start playing and you're realizing I'm 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 good at this, right? Uh, I'm 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 getting places. Now before you you come to like to start doing I guess your world tour uh within that year of like just winning these big events after big events um bringing you back to home. And this is something that people say about a lot of uh great players and the regions they come from you you had the opportunity to travel and do stuff is it because of that travel that we know that you are the best player from your region or is there someone from your region better than you and we just don't know about it because they haven't been able to have the opportunity that you have um and, and it's, it's something it's, you know just humbly asking you know if, if overall I mean, depends on what you consider strength. Like, like, I don't consider uh, someone stronger because they can beat me, or someone weaker because I can beat them. Right. Because uh, I, I, I consider the whole field, not just like how one specific person does against another specific person to, to like, uh, see who, like, who is better. That I don't feel. Right. A beating B, A beating B makes A a stronger player than B. Okay. So uh, there are players that uh, there are definitely play strong players that didn't get much or any chance of exposure at all out there, and I would have wished that they had more chance to like do bigger things. I, I'm uh, I'm pretty sure like with with a with a lot of experience and opportunities. A lot of players in like many games, like there's a lot of talent in this region. The problem is that, again, the access to resources and stuff. Because otherwise, if there was, if, if the access we had to resources over here was like similar to what Europe or Japan has, you will see a lot more of strong Latin American players present at at U.S. tournaments because that's where the action happens, really. Mm-hmm. And if we weren't like uh, limited by money or visa or or getting the visa to just enter the states and stuff like that uh you will definitely see more names in this region but there's also the thing that there's nothing to be gained from doing this in this region okay there's no support no nothing for me it wasn't a difficult decision for me to go all in on the on this and and pursue this kind of thing this thing 
because at that point of life when it when i made the decision i didn't really have anything going on for me in life so like i like i mentioned before this is like the opportunity i will have to make a difference in my life uh but for other people they have like just their daily responsibilities their like commitments maybe with family maybe with um maybe something they're going maybe taking care of someone whatever so most people cannot um pursue like even think about pursuing something like this or or some people are like why like in this region like i say since there's nothing to be gained from this the the players that um the players that uh, shine like at the at the local level over here are uh, usually players with natural talent because I've I've always mentioned this but I feel there's two ways to become good you were either you were either born good or you make yourself good mm-hmm. and over here there's no incentive to make yourself good if you were not born good right and people so what happens here is that people are like Oh, I'm good at this game. I just happen to like have natural talent in this game. I'm good at this game, so I just play and beat everyone, like win some prizes. And when the game is done, it's done, and that's it. Like no one really aspires to make something bigger out of it. And I actually resented that a lot. It's like how how is it possible that no one is gonna want to like aim for something higher, like be right. become something like something more? But I realized that I'm actually the one that was wrong on thinking like that because. It's just not gonna happen over here because people are too busy with their life, so they're not gonna. And trying to do something what like what I'm doing is such a is such a big commitment. It's like throwing everything you have to pursue this because there's no other way if you want to be at a, at the point where you have an opportunity to make a difference. That's just not worth it for for most people. Right. So they're they just rather like stick with their safe life, so to say, and just make uh, make any profit they can from 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 their talent without having to spend too much time, without having to put much effort into that. That's how it is over here, and it's it's just it's it's just like that. Now, um, like I say, mostly, uh, like I say, for many games, there's a lot of talent that I know that could have like made uh, a good impact out there and could make it because of money or visa issues it's like like a bunch of peruvian and venezuelan players a bunch of brazilian street fighter and marvel players um like anime like a couple of anime players from here that are like super super talented etc etc so for any games I, I don't know if like i could say like um i would say like are better than me like I, I feel just because of the of like 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 the results back me up and i don't think anyone will have been able to just go out there and on the first tournament like win a major like for example what like what arslan did in tekken right like, oh, first yeah. time go outside oh i just want i just want evil oh <laughs> like, like nothing. go outside <laughs> go outside like a, a a few more times oh i just i just want like first i want evil japan now i want evil in the states yeah. I'm the only unified champion, blah blah blah. But it's like I don't think anyone here has a have like there's many talented people here, but when you're in the global field, talent is not enough because there's there's also talented people out there that also have had resources and knowledge and stuff. So it's I don't feel it's enough. 
But there's a few players that I definitely I definitely think will have performed well and like given some time will have uh will have done really good things in Marvel. Like mostly Brazilian and Mexican players. Over okay. here in Chile there's also there's a player that uh was kind of I will say he was my, my rival, but he was like the only player that could like that I had to play seriously against like i was like okay if i yeah. <laughs> if i if i if i'm careless i'm going i'm going to lose okay but it wasn't like it was still like um there was still like a, a gap but it was, it was the only he was like the only player that, that cared and he was super talented too and play a play a super cool and interesting team too okay. he his name is moises a lot of people know him he actually qualified he actually managed to win a qualifier for battle for stones in Mar like the Infamous Mar uh, Marvel Infantry. Ah, yeah, the Marvel Infantry. Yes. And and uh, he played um, Taskmaster, Viper, Ami. Mm. And okay. I and I dare say he's uh, he was the best Taskmaster master play Taskmaster player in the world, for nice. sure. That's a big statement, you know. To be to be a, a the best at any one character in any game is a is a huge statement so that's interesting at least like from what i saw like he was so far ahead of the curve mm. so far ahead of the curve of anyone i i got to play i got to see about a lot of the people in the state since i was going through plays and i was like nope this guy got at home is way better mm. interesting interesting it's a, and again it's always a good perspective to hear about these things because yeah it's the thing like you have a lot of talented talent in the world but and, and that's in any anything that Use this talent, anything in the world with singing, acting. You have people that are really good at what they do, but don't have the platform to really show it. So, and you know, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's good to know that there are players out there like that that can, you know, one day show up at a, at a tournament and surprise people. The reality of things is that, as much as it sucks, if if a tree falls somewhere and there's no one, if if there's no one close to hear it. It makes no sound, and that's right. that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. It sucks, but that's that's how it is. So you you need to be there, and that's why that's why another reason of why I try to spend as like as long as I can, like in Japan, in the states, because you need to be out there to make that noise. Because if you make it over here, nobody care. Over here, no one here cares, and out there. No one cares about what happens here. So if you want to make noise, you have to be out there. And it doesn't. In but I've come to real to the realization that it's not you don't need to be just out there putting your name yourself and then coming back here. You need to be living out there. It's like mm -hmm. it, it's there. been rough on me, but huh? no, you need to be out there and just absorb the information. Mm -hmm. Um, I can imagine a situation that you don't have much time in these places, right? So you go out there, you go to Japan, you go to the States. And of course, while you're winning and, you know, being successful, you're also, you're still learning and you're still charging yourself. So you're, you're, you're learning tech, you're, you're meeting people and you're doing this in, again, with limited resources, limited time. And, um, you know, that you, you have to sit there and take that and compile all of that to become the person that you are in terms of this, uh, community. The thing, the, the thing that sucks is that I've come to a realization. So I feel that because of the downfall of Marvel and all that, and I feel that, and because of all what ha what has happened, uh -huh. I feel that I'm playing kind of like a new game plus in this in this <laughs> race to be to become the best. 
So I'm, I'm starting kind of like from scratch, but I have a bunch of knowledge and insight that very few people can have due to my personal past experiences and achievements. Right. And then why, what, and one of the harshest things that I conclude is that, uh, more importantly than how good you are is how much cloud you have. Yeah. How big, how big you are in social networks and all that stuff, because that's where the opportunities come from, to be fairly mm-hmm. honest. It yes. sucks, but that's how it is. But also, I've also come to realize that, um, more importantly, then how much cloud you have is where in the world you're standing. Because where in the world you're standing defines if you make if you make ten dollars an hour, one dollar an hour, or ten cents an hour by flipping yeah. burgers at the McDonald's. Yes. By doing exactly the same job with exactly the same level of uh, of of demands of the person, you, depending on where you are, you can be making the one percent of what someone else is making by doing the same work in the same period of time. Yes, that's true. So, and that, that's, that's the biggest impact on me you know, that, I've, that I've gotten from traveling and around the world and seeing like completely new and different realities for me is that, is that basically uh, I've, I've learned more to value my time because people over here don't value their time because their time is worth nothing. So... They have a completely different perception of how how things were, how lives want to, how lives have to be lived, and I don't want to, I don't want that for me because I've seen how much better it could be. And people are like, "Oh, but try to change it over here." But it's like it's not going to change it. The culture here, the resources here are not here. And why should I try to change it here when there's places where it's already working how it's supposed to be working? Mm-hmm. So you go to those places because it's already established. Mm-hmm. It just that totally makes sense, and I again it 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 brings more perspective to your struggle, uh, or the struggle you had, uh, to get to where you want to be, and when when to get to where you continue to want to be, and uh, again it, it like you said it's, it's all a fact of life. Is it something that you have to push through in order to succeed? Um, and I I think people that are watching this, uh, hopefully I, I this is what I want for people that are watching this that they listen to your story. And understand that wherever you are in the world, if there's something you want to do and you want to be good at it, you have to you have to grab that ring. You have to take it. And I think that's what you've done. You you've gone out there again. You you've looked at the cards you've dealt with. You've had you've had dealt to you, and you made the most out of it. You know, sky from you know yeah, basically a small corner of the world. You know, becoming you know a champion in gaming. Anyone that loves gaming at some point wants to be a champion in something. I remember as a kid, I just wanted to be a Nintendo champion, you know, whatever that that entailed, you know? So it's, you're, you're, you're fulfilling, no matter what part of the world you're from, you're, you are fulfilling the dreams that a lot of people want. And so, and I, and I hope you know that, and I hope you know that you're an inspiration to people. Despite I, your I know that it's, um, it's difficult because because I feel how difficult it is for me, like in terms of um. So, from what we say, basically, fate deals the cards, but we're the ones that make the plays with them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, in my case, the um, 
during this road, I've been in like really, 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 really tough points. And the only reason why I just keep going with this is because, uh, like I said, it's the only chance I have in life. And at this point, I've made so many personal sacrifices to go on this that at this point, there's no turning back. I have to see it to the very end, no matter what happens. Even if I, if I die fighting, I have to keep going because that's, that's, that's all I got. Fortunately, I don't have like any responsibilities with, uh, with no one. Like I'm, I'm not in a relationship. Uh, um, my mom, uh, is still like so sufficient. Um, uh, my sisters take care of the, you know, of themselves. So I can, I'm free to do with my life what I, what I want to do. And if it wasn't for that, and the, the fact that I'm, I'm still committed to this, uh, I don't know if I, if I will have been able to keep going. And I've also been fortunate that a lot of people don't understand this, but the networking, talking with people, stopping by, just chatting with people is for me, at least has been as important, if not even more important than like sitting there at the, at, at the setup and winning my matches, like talking with people, making friends, making connections has been the things that have given me the opportunities right at those times where I feel like, where do I go from now? What happened? Like, like, I don't see how to keep moving forward. What's going to happen now? Or like, I'm, I'm almost out of fuel. What, like, like I, I'm going to have to call it quits for this year. And right. thanks to, thanks to that, like me just stopping talking with people, anyone be, uh, or play players, uh, streamers, TOs, um, whoever. That has what has been what has ended up giving me the opportunities to be able to keep going forward and like try to chain more opportunities into that, you know. And and I can so personally that for me super important. I, I can personally attest to what you're saying. I've again I've been with you at many tournaments on the East Coast that you've attended, and you're like a social butterfly. I've always I see you. You stop and interact with whoever wants to talk to you, whoever wants to say a word to you. Uh, you, you've always presented yourself as a very humble and kind individual. Um, and I think that goes a long way. Uh, there's a stigma in the community about a lot of players and, you know, especially good players. Um, and what's like to be called top player privilege. And, you know, you, you don't exude that. You are a down-to-earth being, you know, very, very calm awesome person just to just interact with and which is why I definitely wanted to reach out with you and just try to find out more about who you are because I think there's someone it's people like you that we need to focus when it comes to community because sometimes community gets a bad reputation and uh, it's not always the case especially when we have people like you um, the thing is that a lot, um, a lot of people like either active or like randoms always try to throw like to throw shade to like mm -hmm. Uh, whoever is doing well or whatever, but I come from the region that's like the expert on doing that. So I don't really care. <laughs> I, I'm not really bothered by that yeah. because I, I have a personal, hmm, I won't say mantra, but I have like a personal habit myself to not be bothered by, by, by people that don't have anything positive to offer to, 
to offer to my life, to bring to my life, you know? If people talk shit and whether they want, it's like, whether it's their problem, not mine. Like, right. I, I just keep doing, I just keep doing me, trying to keep moving forward because I, I know how difficult it's been for me. So giving these kind of people a piece of my mind will be disrespecting myself and right. how I value my time. Exactly. I, I totally agree. Like it, it, It's just energy that you don't need to spend on people. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely so not, I, not worth I, it. I don't, I, don't even, I, I don't even, it's not worth it. Not at all. Not at all. Let's talk about your road to Evo and what was that like? Like you, again, these are, these are things that people only dream of. I, you know, I've I wanted to win an Evo, you know. Will it happen at this point? Probably not, but I'm fine with that. Uh -huh. But um, what, what was it like, that journey? I'm, I know it wasn't easy. Like, what was it like to get to that point, to get to the stage, to win, to be called a world champion? You know, this this guy from from Chile. What was that like for you? What, what was the ups and downs with that? Um... Of course, it was uh, it was tiring to like having to be like the previous years so far away from home. Like people don't understand the luxury they have when they can just go to a tournament, and no matter if they go O2 or they, if they win, after the tournament they can just go back home, let the mm -hmm. dust settle down, and reflect on that. And that's a luxury I wasn't I wasn't able to afford. I couldn't afford that one because. After that tournament, I, was, I had to figure out how I was going to go get to the next tournament. And I had to spend periods of like six to nine months without being able to sleep in my own bed. Mm. You know? So that was, that was exhausting. That was draining. But um, it was, it's, it's the sacrifices you have to go to, to do for, um, for your goal, you know? Fortunately, uh, I was able to earn more and more opportunities, especially the opportunity to start going to Japan every year. That for me is like one of the biggest game changers for me, for sure. And um, year after year, like trying to make more funny for, my, uh, for myself, uh, battle like the, the disrespects that people were, tr were throwing at me, stuff like that. It's like, well, just keep doing me, keep doing my thing. I just, Working, working, working. Focus now, let me, let me on what's important. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I just, I just want to ask real quick. Why do you think? I know you say Chile is, is good for throwing shade, but why did you think you you weren't immediately loved by the community? Um, is it because if if you had to guess, or do you know initially? Like, was it people didn't believe in your team? Or people didn't believe in you. I think it's. I think it's many factors. I think. Um, I think uh, it has. It had to do with the team. It had to do with someone coming from Latin America. Because if it's someone coming from like a more like a, a region where you can put more of a Cinderella Cinderella story in the states, mm -hmm. I think it will be a lot more interesting. Right. Uh, so it it makes me also not as marketable as someone. That's that does a similar thing, but comes from like a, a northern region. Yeah. Um, uh, also, some some people have like more problems, like more of a, at a personal level with me. I guess initially, 
it was like just a culture clash that developed into into misunderstandings and some people to get into something bigger that started like um uh spreading to rumors that like got uh, more and more twisted by the by the time went by yes like anything so else. but to be fairly honest i didn't care like the people the people that mattered to me knew me and 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 supported me and that's what that's what matters to me the rest i don't really care did the negative comments motivate you did you, did you take that and make make a positive or did you just have to just block it out i mean it's not even blocking because blocking it or like having patient having to to endure that will imply that it 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 gets to you but you do like like try to you have to, you you fight with that like in a passive kind of way, but you still fight. I don't even fight with that. It's just I don't I don't even mind. I don't even care. So you just like, bulletproof. You just you know no sweat off my back. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like what bothers me, what bothers me of people saying that kind of stuff is, is that uh, that can lead, to, like what actually bothers me from that is that that can lead to me missing on opportunities. Yes, because some okay. people will. Will just stick with what they hear instead of, mm -hmm. and I've noticed this happens a lot. People just stay with the first thing they hear about someone, mm -hmm. and they take that as true. They don't even bother coming, going to a person and say, saying, "Hey, I heard about this about or what happened regarding this." Blah blah blah. No one really cares. Like, everyone just wants the the drama and like like here try to have the worst image possible of someone. So that that's that's the thing that that like bothered me more than like being personally attacked, right? But it's like I'm used to like being denied opportunities and like because uh, of what people say or because I'm not market level because I'm I'm from Latin America right. or because I don't live in the states and blah blah. Because a lot of people compare me to uh, another successful video game player that moved to the states from Chile, whose name I'm not gonna mention here, but I think everyone knows who I'm talking okay. about. Mm -hmm. uh well well-known uh well-known uh not uh fighting or fighting or not fighting game depending on who you ask but okay. uh people were saying why didn't i do the same thing as as he did and it's like well that uh smash is uh is a lot more marketable moves right. a lot more money so of course a team is going to be willing to front up to for for this player to um to like, like back him up to get him a, a work visa to be able to move to the states but no one is going to do that in, for fighting as, as far as i know uh it hasn't like like in in the history of american fgc no one like no team has like given out a visa to like for a for a foreign player to be able to move to the states to compete there i've heard a couple of rumors that a couple of east asian players were offered the deal but they refuse it. They they prefer to stay in the regions. Like, but for like respecting them, I I won't say who they were mm -hmm. because they, this could this could be true or not true. But at least I did hear the rumors and its players that were like very strong at given periods of time. So it's definitely feasible right. and also very marketable too. Also, being Asian gives you an in like additional factor in this like having more respect and more people like. Uh, look up to you as more of a figure of an idol. Understood. So, Understood. so, so back on back on the topic, like, um, 
when I got to EVO 2015, and that point in particular, I had already been like placing super, super consistently, like top eighting at every major, but I still hadn't been able to win right. something like I like the the final, the final clutch. So I thought I was gonna be able to maybe make top eight. So if I if I have if I made top eight at Evo that year, for me I was like, okay, it was a good year. It all changed that it, it all changed that year. Like I was doing fine along my way. It all changed that year when I had to fight Justin. Hmm. Like that was the fight that changed everything for me because I I I was actually in top thirty two winners in twenty fourteen. And I had to play Justin, and I lost to him, and I had to play Chris back-to-back, hmm. basically. And I so I lost straight up to them, ended up 17th, losing to first and second place of EVO that year. Right. Which so, is no slouch. There's no, no shame in that. These are, no, no, no. These are two players that went on to be considered two of the gods in Marvel. So no, of there's, course. there's like, no shame in losing to that. No, of course. I mean, I lost to the first and second place of the of that year. So yeah. So it was like okay, like no shame on that. But on 2015, I was doing so well. It's like I can uh, like people saw me. I was I was desperate. I was in I was literally in tears at that point before that match when I when I when I when I saw the bracket and so I had to play Justin. I was like, I cannot let history repeat it. If there's a point in life where I make a difference, this has to be it. Okay. And and after like after that said like like I had to even like stand up and like take a breather when when I got the set to to two because I was like that's that's probably the that's probably that's for me the most important match I played in my Marvel three career and after I after I beat Justin the year basically I beat I beat both yes Justin. The, the man, the myth, the icon, the legend, mm-hmm. who uh, was also like my personal black beast since he had like kicked me out in so many, like in, in a lot of tournaments yes. on the past year and a half before that. And also I had, I, I beat the, the reigning Evo champion. So after that, for me, when I was like, when I beat Justin, it's like, like it all changed for me because when I beat Justin for me was, if I beat Justin, I can beat anyone. Like if right. after like when I, for me in my mind when I beat Justin I was like ready to win the tournament, and if you see how I play the matches after Justin for me it was like I'm, I'm just here like this this thing is mine I'm just here doing the paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> that was my, like after that that was my mind. Was that was that and, evolution and, on the fly for you right there at that moment? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, basically because it's like it's like it's like um. It was like it was like Rook Lee dropping the weight, you know. Yes, yes, that's that's, that's amazing. How did it feel, that's, man? That, that, that's that's basically it. Felt it felt great because it's how, like, how did it feel that moment? Like, what was your heart pounding? Like, was it like? No, it was. It was like. Was it unreal? Was, it wasn't unreal. It was more more than being unreal. It was like it was the feeling of like finally. Finally, feel my my efforts, the work I put into this. 
it's reflected on actual on something actual. I like, like I've I I put so much heart and soul and mind and and time into this that I've gotten to a point where I can match someone that even from when when I started playing fighting games was already one of the best. Yes, that's the way. I, that's the way I saw it. Yeah, so you're not you're not only going up against you know when you had that when you when you win that match against Justin and move on go on to win Evo, you 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 know it's one thing to beat your demon, the one thing to win a championship. You had on that road, you had to defeat one of the best fighting game players of all time. Like definitely, and and the if there was a Mount Rushmore, he'd be in consideration for that space. Oh, Justin won. Yeah. So you 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 did a lot. All right. Which which is what kind of brings me to this like next section, right? You're you 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 won evil, right? And and now for some people, evil isn't always the barometer, right? It for it's a good barometer. in my opinion, it's a great barometer. I would never discredit someone that, that has sit there. Especially with evil, because evil, depending on how you've gone through the bracket. It's an exhausting tournament, you know, especially if you have, if you're a pool, if anyone was ever gone to an EVO, uh, EVO is a three-day event. Uh, you can very well have pools on Friday at 8 a.m. <laughs> okay, and with, with the idea that if you do well, you're expected to finalize your tournament on a Sunday, you know. So, and and if your game has a lot of people, you could be playing all day. So, there, not only are you playing the best, but it's the time and energy, the physical energy it takes to win a tournament like that. So, it's mind blowing to me that there are people out there that could ever discredit a win at a tournament for anybody, especially at a, an event like Evo. That being said, and you know, this is what kind of we spoke about before we got on this podcast. Uh, a certain person comes along and says. Basically, for you know, better or worse, your win was a fraud. How 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 does that kind of like? How did you perceive that notion at the time? I didn't care. Uh, to be fairly honest, it wasn't just one person. It was a bunch of per- a one a bunch of people, right. high profile people, uh, like well known players. Mm. Uh, like the tweets are all there still up. I think most DM delete them. I think the right. the ones that delete the, the people that delete them that were were the ones that were in a in, in, in were uh just his teammates and only because I feel another teammate had to come in and like, hey guys, what you're doing is not right. Right. And I feel that's and that's why they deleted that, those ones. Um, other people is like like straight up and it's like well for me it's like if you want to if you want me to not win evil well you have you should have done something about it yeah it's just like that basically <laughs> i think that yeah and, that, and that's humbling as a statement i think people didn't take it too well didn't take it too well and i think for all the little hate you got it manifested all into this one person that goes by the name of Filipino champ and we go I, and this I, I I I of course was watching the slander and I, I personally hated it I didn't I didn't think it was call, uh, call for 
uh, especially a person like you. I mean, if it was someone that was not the best person in the community that, you know, had a, a reputation that wasn't good, I probably wouldn't mind too much. It's still, it's still whether, whether someone is, is a bad personality or not, if they earn the win, they earn the win. And to watch this guy sit there for, for basically what it was months, because Evo ends in July at the time. And this is going on for months, uh, this constant discredit. Um, in the meantime, it doesn't stop for you with Evo. You're, you're actually defending your, your title. Not not your evil title, but you're defending the, the idea that you are a strong player. And it's not the only tournament when you come up with, am I correct? I mean, after evil, I uh, I went to Japan, but then I basically, because of all the season, I, I was pretty, pretty much out of visa time. So I couldn't mm. really even be in the States for for right. too long. And, uh, and basically at that point, uh, after going to Japan, after evil basically i have been out of my like out of my own place for nine months right like nine months not being on your own place like people don't understand like people don't understand how it is to not be in your own place like you can be somewhere super comfortable like you can be treated like super kindly but still mm-hmm. not your not your home not your place, not your place there's yet. like a different sense of like tranquil tranquility like like of emo- of emotional stability that gives you being at your place that you won't get like being elsewhere, you know. And people don't understand that because no one has no one of them has had to be like nine months traveling just to pursue something like like that, like just going from place to place to place to place to place, like being uh, moving around, n- not being in your own place, just to pursue your dream, you know. And uh, after coming back to Japan, I real uh, I realized the only tournament that I showed up was in was uh, Soka Regionals mm-hmm. because it just happened to it just happened to be that that tournament went on was happening on on the same weekend I was returning home, so I I checked the flights so I was able to buy a ticket to like make kind of like a long layover in LA so I could just go to the tournament. To not planning to play, just go to a tournament, hang out with people, say hi to friends, because also for me, I never know, I never really, I never really know when I'm gonna have to, when I have the next opportunity to go out there to right. see people that are dear to me. So for me, it was a good opportunity to see the some people that I, that I hold in high esteem, some friends that I love dearly, and to get some games on, but I wasn't planning on entering any tournaments or anything because. Plus, I was like getting gonna arrive super late to the tournament. Like I wasn't even gonna probably uh, be able to get in and like paying and like for someone like me paying like sixty bucks for re- for just registration for a tournament. Like it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a steep. It's a steep. It's a steep price. Considering like for example here, like over here, average wage is like. It's like 450, 500 a month. Mm. So it's like, like 6k, 6k, 6.5k a year. Right. 60 bucks is a lot. 60 bucks is a lot. It's yes. a lot of money. So. And that's so, not even con- considering the conversion, 
you know, if you're converting, you yeah, know, yeah. your currency into American dollars, it's I'm mm -hmm. sure, I'm sure it's not equal, you know. So yeah, I no, no, no. definitely understand so, that. So basically, I went to a tournament and and I just did that. I just hung out with people, chilled and and had fun with people. But some people took it as an offense because I people were demanding that I should have been playing in that tournament, including F champ. Yeah, but I don't think he. I don't think he. I don't even think he has like something personal against me. He's just like he, he just. He's he's in it for the hype. He's he's a hype guy. He's in it for the moment. The... I I don't, I don't consider him hype either. It's just that he just tries. I feel that he just tried to like. I was just like the perfect target for him. Like right. And I don't think he's he's really good people either. I just think he's he's like. He's like using the excuse of playing the role to actually for, to be actually be able to be mean to other people without consequences. Right. Yes. Understood. Um, but uh, and in that at that at that moment, I was like the perfect target for him. But hmm. um, even even after everything was said done, everything was clear. Uh, he just went back to to his place. And and started went because he couldn't like bother me anymore. Mm. He just started finding someone else to mess <laughs> so, with on the next Monday. Typical bully. And it's just like that. Tactics. Yes. Um, it's, it's, but it's but, you, like that. So, but you conquered it. You conquered your bully. And I, I actually before I even thought about contacting you, uh, I did watch the set recently, and you know I it, there's a lot to take in in the set uh, from someone from someone. On the outside looking in, because of course, I'm neither you or champ. And what's going through your mind with like when you had that set at Winter Brawl? Um, but there's a lot to take in, like from someone like me from the outside and watching not only the first set, but then you coming back the next day and like really shutting them up, which I, I thought was just amazing. Like, it was it's one of the most amazing things for me. And if I, there's so many crazy like um little uh two-way fights and you know gripes with, with players but i think what what stood out for me in that whole situation was just you being classy you were a very classy dude throughout the whole situation before right after evo up until that point and after and not only were you classy you know, which I, which would have been, which to me was a win in my book for you. I thought you were a winner just on that point. But then you coming back and then winning the tournament in his face afterwards was just like icing on the cake for me. And I think that was well-deserved by you, you know. Um, I, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think after that, people perhaps started respecting you a little bit more. Um, I mean, you're always going to have the naysayers regardless. But, uh, was that the case? Did you did you feel like you were getting a little more respect after that tournament? To be fairly honest, I don't think I got more respect after that. Like, uh, it was just the same, like, just a confirmation of the people that have always been for me, and like, you know, like just uh, like like people that don't want to support me, that want to hate on me, will do it regardless. Right. So, it so yeah. So basically, the 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 thing of like being classy 
comes from uh, because from what I've told you. So it's been really, really difficult for me to try to become a professional player. I don't consider myself a professional. My goal is to become one because I, but I feel that uh, to be a pro player, you need to like pro. For me, one of the one of the things that requires from you is that. Uh, what you do is your profession. That means that you make your you make your living out of this, which mm. has has never been the case for me. It's like I'm just uh, surviving, like uh, like surviving the day by day. Sometimes I get like good opportunities. Uh, a few times I've gotten some some like that that have allowed me to subsist for more time, but it's never been like a uh, consistent living uh except for a period like during 2018 and the first half of 2019 which i work over here with um um through a with a like as a brand ambassador for um for a um, for a gaming company like um for like the Omen branch of HP, which is what it does like okay, all yes. their gaming peripherals. Mm, yes. And that allowed me to get like a monthly wage, which wasn't much, but for, for our standards, it was like, okay, like, it's like something, but at right. least it, I was like making something guaranteed every month, right. which, which is a luxury I was never able to afford it. Like I never had in the first place in this, in, 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 in all the time I've been doing this. Right. Um, but also another thing that uh implies for me being a professional is having a professional attitude in how you in in how you behave with yourself and how mm -hmm. you behave with others and i feel and that's that's like the biggest reason of why i am like i am like especially like even in the face of something like what happened i kept my calm my composure because it, i it, i know how difficult it's been for me to get to to get to this point and even 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 getting there, even though I I I didn't really want it to be at that point, I had to take uh, the uh, basically it was um, it was enough because of all the stuff and or there people love this kind of drama. Uh, uh, I was offered to be flown to uh, Winter Roll in exchange of playing the exhibition against F Champ, and right. I had to take it because if if I didn't do that. I had no way to get a flight to to a flight to the states. Right. So again, it's always like just trying to capitalize on opportunities, and basically, I, I just had to take it. So when I went and I played exhibitions, like for me, that's why I I feel that's why like F Champ was looking bored at the end because I I don't I I feel he wasn't getting what he wanted from me, like more like like any kind of any kind of reaction and he wasn't getting any right. and that's he, was, why he, he was wasn't like, feeding into disinterested in the end yeah he, he wasn't feeding uh, into, you wasn't feeding into his tactics uh yeah you 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 actually i mean just... it's, it's not it's not it's not even like feeding in the tactics like the exhibition just i just wasn't, wasn't i never agreed to part to be part of like any show like uh like people call it a rivalry but i don't even consider it a rivalry because right. to have a rivalry you need you need to have two sides and i never I never elected to be part of of a side in this. Right, I was just you never had doing a, their... any animosity towards him for it to be a rivalry. Uh... And also, also another thing is that um, 
also another thing that people don't consider is that these people have, like I say, I have access to everything, including playing, getting the opportunity to play or high level players. I never really had the opportunity to play like alongside with any of the well-known strongest players. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, uh, I just take it as an opportunity to play as much as I can, learn as much as I can. And I'll ca- I didn't care about winning the exhibition. I just care about like learning as much as I could because of all the differences in, in, in capabilities and opportunities, I knew I wasn't meant to win the exhibition. Right. I didn't, I didn't through it either. Like I, of course, I played, but I played with the mindset of like learning as much as I could. Right. So whenever uh, I had to face him again in tournament, uh, try to have more tools right. to avoid that situation from repeating. You know, which you did. Unfortunately, fortunately, it went that way. But I didn't care much, and I still to this day I didn't care much about like having beaten him. For me, what mattered is that, and, and for me, what mattered is that. I was able to win a tournament, like my first big tournament over there after Evo, mm-hmm. um, and start and which allowed me to start like a, a really good streak of tournament of majors that I was able yes. to win that year. A very impressive and, streak, and uh, that I also proved myself, um, not to others but to myself that I was able to to be like really rough competition because people think about the match with Fchamp, mm-hmm. but people don't consider that I, I actually beat the gauntlet of the strongest Phoenix players oh, on yeah. a row that day. <laughs> yes. Like yes. on a row I beat I, on a row I beat I beat uh, I beat Busy Boy, I beat Neo, mm-hmm. I beat Noel, mm-hmm. and I beat F Champ. That's that's, that, for me, that's, that's hard. That's that's rough. <laughs> that's that's very a, rough. And on a team like mine that has such a disadvantage of the matchup, that's when um one like what's really important for me, and on that I really want to give a um, uh, a shot, a huge shout out to PC Boy, who's like one of my three, two or three closest friends in in the whole FGC in the states, and probably the person that has helped me the most in 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 the way over there, basically. Uh, as a friend, as as a friend, as a host, as a training partner, he's definitely been the 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 one that has helped me the most overall. And and a lot of what I achieve it definitely wouldn't have been possible without his help. That's that's very good to know that you have you as for all your detractors, especially in the Americas, you definitely have people that are on your side too. And it, it, and I think no, it was definitely. it was good that they had your back and was able to help you through situations to get you where you needed to be um that that's always something that i know you all close and dear to yourself i mean um people are gonna hate no matter what like uh i feel i think i mean people people always say uh if people are uh if people are hating on you then you're doing things right Yes. Jive said it in a in a more in a more FTC way. If people are, are not hating on you, then who the hell are you? Right. I feel yeah. that's more kind of kind of like an American FTC thing, but mm-hmm. it still sounds true. Like more it's, well, it's not, more true, than yeah. American is like Western Western culture. What I would mm-hmm. say. Yes. Because it also applies here and like in the whole continent. Mm. Um, but for me, for example, 
like I don't thrive on the hate of other people. Uh, uh, like people want to, I feel if people want to live their life with hatred, it's their problem, not mine. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've even though this has been rough and difficult, I've met many good friends, many people, uh, many amazing people, and it has been able to give me some of the best opportunities. Like for me, when when some people, some like like very old school players, kind of like legendary players uh, from the U.S. or, or Japan have come to me and told me like like uh uh once someone told me you know what in in what you're doing i see the spirit we used to have back in the day but it has lost, lost it has been almost lost now because no one knows how rough it can get like we had to do back in the day like just going from place to place and and like in, by any means necessary just to prove ourselves I see your spirit, like, 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 I see the spirit we had in you. Right. Or when, like, Japanese players, uh, I feel like Guilty Gear Japanese players at Evo came to me, it's like, you know, like, we watched you, like, this was uh, Evo 2016 when I got second to Chris, mm. and they told me, we love doing what, uh, we love doing, uh, like, watching you, uh, seeing what you were doing on stage, you're an amazing player. And those players are players that that like I consider legendary players that yes. I watch like on like on Guilty Gear videos from twenty like like twenty like two thousand five two thousand two thousand six in the old Evil DVDs people that have been placing in tournaments for longer than I have been in the FTC and right. these people when those people recognize have come to me and recognize me as a as a peer as an equal yes. Those are some of the most important moments, the, 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 the things that make me feel like it was it, it's worth it. It's worth because, it. Because these guys are going. They're now your contemporaries. You you're you're a world champion and you know, is, is that what we say, you know, in the States and the Western, you know, it's more Americanized, but they say uh real recognizes real. And the, you are now part of that fraternity. You are a champion. And not only you are a champion, but you have you know, carry carry yourself in such a way. Even even okay. So let's you know just just to give you and everyone else an, an idea. You win evil, right? And you make it back to the same position next year. Literally, you were one match away. Like there's not many players, regardless of who it is, can do that at a back to back evil. You know, you you came. You know, you 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 did a full circle. You you won. You had you had your break. You dealt with that situation and you continue to show that you were worthy of your position and you came back. There, there's no better definition than that. Yeah, you, you didn't win the next one, but you were right back there. You were right there. You, no one, there's not many people that can say they've gone to two consecutive evil finals, you know, especially in a game like Marvel that has had a distinct champion each year. So, I, I, and, and, and no one can ever take that away from you. That that's um, that's definitely. I mean, the thing with Evo is that um, I mean, what uh, so there's a thing I do usually after Evo every year is just like on 
on no matter what happens on Monday mornings, I just used to go to the lobby and just say hi to people, see people that like friends, people I know living and just try to say goodbye to as many people as I can. And that year I did the same thing. Of course, people were congratulating me and all that. But for me, it's just like the Monday after it was like the end, the end of the season and the beginning of the new year for me. But I honestly, I, I truly hope like I wasn't expecting at all, like getting rich or famous or anything. I just hope to show when it won't evil to like to people that like okay see all i was able to achieve both on 20 on 20 2015 and and after 2016 see what i was able to achieve with all the disadvantages i have imagine what i will what we be able to achieve if i if, if i was able to have like um stronger tools if i was right. if i had access to the tools these people have think about what i will be able to do because i i honestly feel that i'm not what i am despite the hardships but thanks to them because it's made me appreciate a lot of things more than uh, than a lot of people especially in places in countries that are very developed in better situations take for granted and that that especially the trade I proud myself the most is my resource resourcefulness. Like I can I can make things happen where people don't don't think it can happen. Hmm. As I've shown. And I truly hope someone will give me the opportunity to do more, you know, to keep doing more things, to keep becoming stronger learn more games, do more things in more games. Like I remember the first time I went to Japan, I was able to, the friend that invited me there was friends with a, with a, with a person that worked in, uh, in markets in Japan at the time. And through that, I was able to meet Tokido and spend a whole day with Tokido nice. seeing how he trained. And for me, for someone coming from here, like in the middle, like a country in the middle of nowhere, it's like being able to spend a day with like a legend and see how he trains. That's when, like, that's what made me realize how far I was from like having the possibilities these people have. So right. for me, it's like, I just want, I just want to have more chances to do more, but I never got that. So for me, it's like, well, not much I can do. It's like, it's like I, I truly had an idealized vision that like proving my strength, my will was gonna be enough to make things make things happen in that regard. But I didn't. I think I think you did. I think you accomplished quite a lot. Um, especially again from someone with your humble beginnings. Um I don't think you should lose focus on that. I think, you know, yes, we're in a situation right now this pandemic does not help our community nor our personal lives but i think like anything else in life we'll get through it and i think once we do i think you'll be able to get back out there and do what it is that you need to do um that being said before we go for today what's your hope for the future when it comes to yourself and the community um for the last couple of years the reason i haven't been like 
too successful in any games is because of what I mentioned earlier. Like I, I I've come to an understanding that as long as I'm as I'm here, no amount of achievements will matter to like keep developing, like and like to be able to take it to the next step. So I've been focused more in trying to find a way out of here and try to move to Japan, try to find a, I don't know, a job over there, anything that allows me to move over there and then like start focusing on games because no one cares if I'm the best here in anything. Right. Like over here, people don't care. Over out there, if you're not the best in like US, Europe or Japan, no one cares. And so, so I, since I've learned that, I try to focus more on like the the change I need for my life, not just for fighting games, but for life, which is moving out here. Um, in this period of time, like uh, on the on the past couple of months, especially, I've been working over here, um, trying to foster, also inspired with with uh, what I've seen in Japan, trying to foster a uh, like an FGC beginners community. So I feel one of the problems with FGC. Uh, with fighting games in general, is that the value the values of fighting games do not match, like the 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 values of fighting games for entertainment don't match the the values of entertainment of the current gaming culture. Okay. So it's very difficult to have new people come into fighting games. There's very few beginners. Like for us that are inside, like the genre is like super engaging, and we don't re- like people don't really stop playing fighting games until either life forces them like until basically life forces them because or people want to be competitive and just life won't let them and they're like mm, i i don't want to play really if i can't be competitive and so that shows how how engaging engaging the general is with like people get in and they can be playing 10 15 20 years and don't and don't quit but also because of what i mentioned there's even fewer people getting into the game so when a beginner gets into fighting games what happens is that they get there and they don't find anyone at their level like to share to share with to develop with to develop themselves with it's just experienced people and especially in this region because of also what i mentioned earlier uh most people are good because of natural talent so they're they don't, they're not good they're, it's just like street smarts so they're not right. good at transmitting their knowledge they don't like if you ask these people why would you make that decision why is that like they cannot explain you like in, in a reasonable way it's just like right. i just felt like that so they have raw talent so because but it needs to be it needs to be cultivated and shaped in a way yeah um, and, where and they can get so, the maximum benefit so what i'm trying to do is to try to since a, a lot of people know me over here but they don't know each other i'm trying to be a kind of like a gathering hub for for those beginner players to be able to meet each other and start developing and start working like more than um, there's this conception, like pre, like preconception that uh, the best way to develop is to play people stronger, like people people stronger than you. I don't completely, I don't completely agree with that. I feel, especially at this point in time, uh, like playing putting a beginner versus someone that's way into fighting games, like people that are, are around, mm-hmm. is like uh, getting someone like a beginner in, in boxing. Get to spar against prime Mike Tyson, right? <laughs> like, like, like it doesn't matter what you do. You're gonna get, you're gonna get one hit KO. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. What did you learn from that? 
don't mess with this guy. That's what you learn from that. <laughs> and in Japan, they do a lot of things for beginners, like in, in, in gathering sessions, they have like setups specifically for beginners. Like if you play, if you, on, if your online rank is like between like zero, like, like rookie and like, uh, <laughs> ultra, uh, uh, ultra silver yeah. play in this station. If you're gold platinum play on this one. And then like diamond upwards, play on this one, stuff like that. Mm. And I feel like the best way to level up is just like Ryu and Ken. Like have someone that's at your level, that's developing with you, but also keeping you on your toes because I can't I can't let this guy like we were even with this guy and now this guy is is beating me. So I can't I can't let him like one up one up on me. I need to level I, I need to step it up too. And right. they start growing like growing thanks to each other. And also having a mentor figure that guides their development and provides them with tools, with resources, which a lot of people don't know how to find here. A lot of people don't know English, for example, and they don't know how to find things because most of those resources are either in Japanese or English. So right. I try to help people with that, with that kind of information, um, understanding how things work and finding is what's, uh, what's the mindset, like what the game expects you to do to win uh, what uh, the mindset for competition stuff like that, and it's been pretty successful so far. I just wish to see more people interested in in this thing I love, which which is fighting games. Um, it's the like little grain of sand I can put, like I can chip in to like keep this thing going over here at least. Okay. So my hopes is to. My my hope my hopes on this are to ideally to be able to move to Japan, find a way to like find a way to stay there permanently, and from there keep developing, uh, keep uh, getting stronger in fighting games, keep learning, uh, keep evolving as a player. Um, in this in this beginners community I've been building, the game that has been by far the most popular has been Tekken. We have a lot of people taken. We even we did a um, we run uh, did a, a, a small tournament for them at the end of season three, and I gave I gave uh, season four as the prize to to the winner, okay. and also a prize to the player that has been that has developed the most during the during the time like since we started. Mm. Uh, and I think that keeps people motivated, it keeps people interested. And I, even if I'm not around here, I'm definitely gonna keep working on that, trying to get more people into that. Uh, but I truly hope I can, I can finally have the opportunity to, to like be in a better place through these. I, I think I've, I have some things, some seeds planted in different places, but it's, it's really, it's really rough patches. So I, I, I have to be really careful and I have to have hope that at least one of them is gonna, is gonna bear fruits and give me the, the opportunity to, to make that uh, that decisive change in life, I need to be able to keep doing this. Yes, totally. I I, I do wish those things come to fruition. Um, I'm gonna need the ladies of Japan to start filling out their waifu applications and send them <laughs> to you. So you gotta get you in Japan. But uh, Nick Nicholas KPY, thank you so much for your time today. Um, do you have any shout outs on getting anybody? And also, we want to know. How we can reach you on social media, how we can talk to you, and just pick your brain. Uh, I'm reachable at 
on Twitter at KimBlueRCL, Instagram at KimBlueRCL, um, Twitch, uh, Twitch KimBlueRiver, um, YouTube KimBlueRiver, um, Discord. Uh, I, I pretty much can be reached on any any way you can think about. I have a have a a website that compiles all that. It's like a it's a link tree link uh link tr.ee slash cl where you can see all my social media posts. I mean my all my social media links uh, and as well as uh my player dossier for uh, my player dossier for like brands and stuff on uh, the highlight reel my japanese profile like i even have like japanese business cards presentation i always go like giving out cards whenever i go in japan nice um and uh shout outs i know shout outs to shout outs i, I, I guess <laughs> it's like that's, that's the usual too, too <laughs> many too many people too many people to mention but like uh those so the, I'll just say like those you, those of you that have been there, you know who you are and, and I love you too much and you know you know I, I'll be there anytime you need you know I, you, the people that have been there for me you know I always have them I always do uh, go out of my way to help to help my people. Thank you, thank you so much for your time, KBR, and we thank you guys for watching. KB Cast, this is Rodney Reed, aka Rodimus Prime. We will see you next time on KPB Cast. Take care, have a good day. This has been a KPB Media Works production. <laughs>